2: time for race day las vegas covering the sport of kings with a las vegas perspective now to the race desk with your host ralph Soracco.
3: from the backstretch to the turf club at the race books and on the internet to all horse players around the world a good morning Last swig of coffee before you go on the air. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday, the first day of December, 2021. 1212021 is your date. Man, you know what I'm gonna say. You're thinking it too. Where did the year go? Wow. Anyhow, we are on the first day of December. A lot of great things are going to be happening, of course, this month. All the great holidays coming up. We are now past Thanksgiving. On to all of the uh, holiday celebrations, Christmas. We're in the middle of Hanukkah. And all the uh, great holidays. All the good cheer and all that good stuff. Just keeps cranking along. And, of course, in horse racing, we... uh, Definitely have uh, some changing of the guard going on through uh, the month of December. We'll get that to that in just a minute. And, of course, all the great football action coming on because, you know, we are here in Las Vegas, your gaming capital of the world. So it really starts to pump up here. Now, uh, we had we had a huge Thanksgiving weekend here in Las Vegas. It's like just like the old days, back to the old days, except everybody was wearing masks. But uh, for the COVID situation, we're, we're holding steady. We only had 840 positives in the entire state yesterday. And the infection rate in the entire state, 7.2%. Here in Clark County, where the, uh, the strip and all the hotel rooms and the mass of the population here is with the uh, city of Las Vegas, Henderson and North Las Vegas, we only had uh, 529 in the entire Clark County. And our infection rate here is 6.7%. I know everybody's talking about this new variant, but we're not going to get into that. We're just going to continue to do what we uh, know works, and we'll be fine. But boy, you got the NFL cranking along. December, you know, the run for the playoffs. College football, what hell, wow. Talk about some surprises. Notre Dame. Coach leaving? Wow. Wow. And of course, you got all of the uh, the championships now. Conference USA championship happens Friday, Pac-12 here in Las Vegas at our elite, uh, Allegiant Stadium. Oregon and Utah kick off at five o'clock nationally on ABC. Then Saturday comes uh, all of the great championship uh, playoffs: the Big Twelve Championship, the MAC Championship, the Sun Belt Championship, the American Championship, the SWAC Championship. The SEC championship, the ACC championship, the Big Ten championship, the Mountain West championship. Come on. And, of course, uh, a lot of great racing going on as well. Of course, that's what we're all about here. And, of course, another weekend, NFL and all that other good stuff. But we are—we wrapped up Del Mar, their uh, Breeders' Cup meet, wrapped it all up, the Bing Crosby, Crosby meet there. We'll get John Lindo with us a little bit later on to tell us all the uh, – things that uh, wrapped up there at uh, the titles and all that at del mar and of course and <clears throat> now we got the changing of the guards you know the new uh meets coming up for example Gulfstream park that really just keeps running but they did conclude uh the the i don't know what they call it the fall meet uh, the, the meet that went through uh part of the summer and the fall now come friday Gulfstream Park's going to open up their big meet, the big championship, the the winter meet. The big winter meet coming up at Gulfstream Park. That starts officially Friday. Oaklawn Park, which we won't be getting, might be some good news on that. But right now, here in Nevada, we're still boycotted. We're still blacked out for Oaklawn. But they start for the first time ever in December. They're going to have a 66-day meet that starts on Friday at Oaklawn Park, Turfway Park kicks in tomorrow for back-to-back meets, and of course Los Alamitos will pick up the baton in Southern California uh, tomorrow uh, on Friday, and we'll go through December 12th. We'll be covering it with uh, Bob Mazurski, etc. So a lot of changing going on, et cetera. Another thing that's changing: unusual warm weather here in las vegas fifty two degrees right now outside fifty two and now you know it's chilly enough to get wrapped up in the morning you know early in the morning is in the forties but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit seventy five degrees today seventy five degrees on the first day of uh december here in las vegas and we're gonna be in the seventies for the foreseeable f- seven day forecast seventies In Vegas, in December. And of course, last but certainly not least, as far as our town is concerned, the National Finals Rodeo is back. Oh yeah! Get out them Wranglers, get out them boots, get out them 10-gallon hats, and get out your long-stemmed beers. The Cowboys are back. The National Finals Rodeo, and it's going to kick in This week, and boy, are we going to have some fun here in Vegas. Great stuff happening. Beautiful weather. So I hope it's uh, just as nice where you may be. Looking at the um, weather map. A lot of action going on in Illinois and Indiana. Parts of uh, Ohio and Kentucky, and of course up in the Great Lakes area, more snow. Outside of that, the entire outline of the contiguous 48 up and down the Pacific coast clear all through the Gulf coast clear up and down the Atlantic coast clear and for the most part in the rest of the nation is clear except for uh, that uh, that action going on in the area I just talked about so that's good stuff now of course uh, today we have a light menu a light racing menu but did Jonathan is going to be along with us in just a few moments he's going to tap a a pick or two at Tampa Bay Tampa Bay runs today and of course we'll have John Lando maybe Jerry Jay too uh, he's uh he's making travel plans to get back here to Vegas after being in uh New York for the Thanksgiving holiday um also i got a a couple of uh news items that i think are important they are uh, the Cigar Mile comes up this weekend at uh, Aqueduct on Saturday. We'll have the uh, Cigar Mile at Aqueduct, and uh, that is a, a grade one event. I think the last grade one in New York for the year. We also have the Remsen, a grade two for the two-year-olds. Kind of a key race there for New York horses uh, looking towards the first Saturday in May next year. Then you got the Damazel. For the two-year-old fillies. That's a grade two and a gopher wand, a grade three, all happening on Saturday at Aqueduct. And as far as the Cigar Mile is concerned, New York traffic was expected to ship in from from Florida to the Cigar Mile. It was was kept uh, back in Florida by trainer Safi Joseph Jr. because he didn't like the results of blood work. So he pulled the horse out of running in the Cigar Mile. New York traffic will not is forced to miss the Cigar Mile. However, from Southern California, Ginobili. They say he's in his career best form, no kidding. He finished second, remember, to life is good, who ran off the screen in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile back at Del Mar. He's going to go. He's going in the uh, Grade 1 Cigar Mile at Aqueduct. So wait and see about that. That's going to be a good race coming up on Saturday. And the uh, the Bob Baffert saga continues with his uh, fight to get the Medina Spirit officially declared the winner of the Kentucky Derby. But we're pushing on to now the three-year-olds uh, trying to amass some points for the Kentucky Derby next year. Look at the calendar, December 1st. And the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner, Corniche, trained by Bob Baffert, who got the first of the Kentucky Derby points for next year is being freshened up in Kentucky right now and his connections say they're going to return them to Bob Baffert, the Baffert barn in California. And right now you know that all horses that are trained by Bob Baffert at the time they run in any of the races that uh, have uh, Kentucky Derby points up for grabs, if they win or finish anywhere in the money to grab any of the Kentucky Derby points, they will not be. They will be exempt from getting them because they're under the care of Bob Baffert who is of course, banned from the Derby for a couple of years, whatever, because of the Medina spirit thing. You know, I mean, we, we can go on and on about that. But Corniche is going to go back to Baffert right now. We'll wait and see how long that lasts. Mandaloon back on the work tab. He's targeting the Saudi Cup. <laughs> okay, he's targeting the Saudi Cup. All I can say is, when I look at the price of gas, get the money, Mandaloon, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that's all I could say. All right, Los Alamitos opens for its winter meeting on uh, Friday. It's a seven-day afternoon meet. Precedes the Santa Anita, uh, big meet at Santa Anita that obviously opens up the day after Christmas. There were 56 horses entered uh, in the eight races on opening day, so the average of seven horses a race, that's pretty cool. And uh, the track's going to host its first stakes races of the meet on Saturday with the $300,000 Starlet Stakes, a grade three for two-year-old fillies. And, of course, it shares as the richest purse during the short meet with the $300,000 Los Alamitos Futurity that will be run. That's a grade two. It'll be run on December 11th. So we're looking forward to that. Good stuff there. All righty. So we got the changing of the guard. Los Sal starts Friday. Gulf Gulfstream Park's a major winter championship meet starts Friday. Oaklawn Park's going to kick in Friday, and Turfway Park tomorrow for good stuff happening all. All right, listen, we're going to get started because we do have Jonathan Hardoon with us, John Lindo, Jerry J. Got to get a pick or two out of Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what happened on Sunday in the Twin Q at uh, Station Casinos, and we'll take a look ahead to. Uh, All of the exciting stuff about to happen on this final month of 2021. This first day of that final month on December 1st. Oh my, oh my. We'll be right
2: back. Horse
1: racing fans, the Southern California Thoroughbred Racing Circuit returns to Los Alamitos Racecourse for seven action-packed days of racing. It's our winter thoroughbred meet. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd. Post time will be 1 p.m. on weekdays and 12.30 p.m. on weekends. Five stakes races highlight the seven-day meet led by the Grade 1 Starlet on Saturday, December 4th. The two-year-old fillies will be in action in the Starlet with points on the line to the Kentucky Oaks. The Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity will be held on Saturday, December 11th, with points on the line to the Kentucky Derby. Saturday, December 11th, will also feature our popular On Track Live Money Handicapping Contest. Two berths will be up for grabs to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. Visit us on track and enjoy racing from our main grandstand or at Burghardt's Sports Bar. And of course, our beautiful Vessels Club is fully open both indoors and on our patio and terrace levels. The Los Alamitos
4: thoroughbred meet. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer.
0: From DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
3: All right, we're back on Race Day Las Vegas, and uh, Jonathan Hardoon is uh, standing by. He's all pent up. He's got a rant to come, so uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, right now, we'll go to the racing menu. Get you some uh, action for today, huh? Now, we'll we'll let Jonathan do his rant. But he better come up with a horse or two for us today at Tampa Bay, right? Right? Come on. There's racing today at Tampa Bay. We've got to get uh, some action. All right. Here's uh, the menu of racetracks available today in the racebook book. Simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day. Reflect that. Start times in the Pacific time zone because that's where we're at. Race Day Las Vegas. Coming to you live and direct from this gaming capital of the world. In the Pacific time zone, right here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, covering the world on all of those different platforms we have, the websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, your iPhone or your Android with those smartphone phone apps that you can get at your phone app store, the KSHP phone apps. And of course, you might want to get that KSHP phone app, by the way, not only listening to our show live, but all the great sports programming that's on here. And with all the great uh, championship games and the the college football, postseason, NFL, you know, all that good stuff. Just uh, put it on your phone so you can hear everything now. And of course, wherever you get podcasts, we're there as well. So, if you are ready, we are ready. Are you ready? All righty then. First post time Pacific. Not in the Pacific time zone. Adjust to it. Don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? We begin with... Your first track on the uh, menu is uh, Parks Racing. Parks Racing's first post time with a nice Pick 5 jackpot carryover. The largest carryover in the nation today. Pick 5 jackpot carryover at Parks Racing stands at $142,596. Pick 5 jackpot. First post time, 910 at Parks. Next comes Tampa Bay Downs. We're waiting for Jonathan to give us a couple of winners there. Tampa Bay Downs, first post time, 9.25, 9.25 at Tampa Bay today. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $7,157. Then we go next to Mahoning Valley. Now, Mahoning Valley, they have a pick six jackpot carryover, $20,346. Mahoning Valley race Course first post time, 9.45. Then we get to Delta Downs. Delta Downs running on the days now. First post time at Delta, 1055. Next up comes Turf Paradise in Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise, pick six jackpot carryover, three thousand nine hundred and ninety-one bucks. First post time at Turf Paradise today is eleven forty. Then we go all the way to 3 o'clock this afternoon. That'll kick in Penn National. You know that, Penn National. Their Super High 5 jackpot carryover, $21,847. Their first post time is 3 o'clock. And we wrap up the seven-track menu for today with Charlestown. Charlestown's first post time is at 4 p.m. today. Their first post time is 4 p.m. Pick six jackpot carryover there. $75,228. 4 p.m. first post at Charlestown. That's the menu for this very first day of December 2021. And now I'm going to bring in Jonathan Hardoon. Jonathan, good morning
0: morning ralph how are you
3: all right i'm fine now listen you know i know you're in in uh, saratoga and it's cold there but uh you, you you're backed up to the fireplace now and you got uh, you got you're all boiling and ready to go so i'll turn you loose
0: well what peter miller pulled off on sunday was pretty good ralph he put over a 50 horse but that's no big deal it's the no? way he did it no it? <laughs> i wish and, i had it it's the way he did in the fifth race, yeah. handy-dandy, on the overnight, and if you got the early PPs uh, mm-hmm. on Brisnet or whatever, mm-hmm. the jockey listed to ride was Wayne Barnett. Yes, it was. On Sunday, come Sunday, we make a little switch to Kent DeSormo. You know, listen, you, he didn't do
3: anything illegal.
0: It's just a sneaky move. It's like telling everybody Tom Brady's not starting on Sunday. We're using the third-string quarterback. Everybody makes their bets. The line is adjusted. All of a sudden, come game time, guess who's trotting out? Tom Brady. Well, that's exactly what he pulled off on Sunday. He got away with it. They got past people because people that didn't hear the announcement that DeSormo was riding, well, they were, thought they were betting Wayne Barnett, and it was Ken DeSormo. All
3: right. Now, you know, now, they're, they're, not
0: illegal. Not illegal. No, but, but there, just kind of shifty.
3: there is an asterisk next to that because it wasn't a late jockey change it was a jockey change it was from not. it right. was a jockey change from the time they entered the horses until they printed the program and the sheets because my official sheet from our disseminator here the overnight sheet by the way that you got the night before had Kent DeSormo as the rider of Handy Dandy so it was uh, it was just one of those things where he put him on there i guess at entry time and when uh well i guess hey look when you can get Kent DeSormo, who's riding hot just off of a yeah, of just off a of fresh win on Saturday in the Hollywood Turf Cup or on uh, was that Saturday or, or maybe Friday whatever it is DeSormo was just riding in, in a zone right now you get him you pick him up but you're right yeah but if you, Pe- people if you did not
0: Brissnet, if you got Brisnet or you got the yeah. uh, the racing form online yeah it had Wayne Barnett as the jockey i could guarantee you dollars to donuts uh-huh. and when he wrote Wayne Barnett there was no way in hell he knew Wayne he knew Wayne Barnett was not riding that horse well yeah and there's but, he but, but he was to SOMO, right but, but they, they did it yeah, yeah.
3: but the thing is uh trainers do that a lot I mean you know they yeah. they, they uh name a jock at uh, entry time because they're looking for a jock and can't find the agent or something so they just throw a jock's name in there and then uh, uh but you're right in the fact that officially, uh, Kent DeSormo was is named by the time they printed the programs and the sheets. However, with, with, with the way it is technology now, with the way it is spread out, where you got all of these different platforms of getting information, et cetera, it could slip by very easily. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I had a chance to spend some time with John Lendo here in town on Sunday in a race book. And a lot of people in the race book after this happened, didn't realize that Kent Desormeaux was riding the horse, so they were there, and and, and, it, and it passed up. So, but it was it was it was printed on the sheet, but they just you know people go by the racing yeah. form, they go by the other stuff, you know. But um, yeah, the last horse that he trained before his <laughs> his um, little vacation hiatus. Hiatus, hiatus, whatever you want right. to call it, fifty three twenty, fifth race at Del Mar, part of the Pick Six with a mandatory payout. Enough said. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. I, was,
0: I was lucky enough to pick it up, so I included him, But I, I singled the horse in the last that ran second, and yeah. uh, that's just the way it goes. But a lot of people missed their alpha, you know. Uh, and there's no way if it says the Sormo and Miller, you're getting twenty-five to one if everybody's short.
5: You know uh,
3: I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. That's no, it was just a, it was an oversight by a lot of the gamblers out there. That's for sure. Now, back in the fourth race at Del Mar on Sunday, uh, John Velasquez rode New Grange to win in a maiden race for two-year-olds, paying six eighty. Now, Velasquez has been coming out on the weekends uh, to ride a lot for Bob Baffert, etc. He's getting on a lot of young horses like this one, and uh, I think that he finally made a decision where he's going to ride at. Uh, I think he's going to ride at Santa Anita. For the upcoming meet there, he's gonna he's he's gonna spend the winter riding at San Anita. Uh, uh, he's gonna be based at San Anita on a permanent basis, as far as the meets concerned, the San Anita meets concerned, where he spent most of his previous winters, you know, in South Florida at Gulfstream Park. But he's gonna be there, and I think there's a a really cemented type of relationship between him and Bob Baffert and all those nice two-year-olds.
0: Well, he rode Medina's spirit for him, and, yeah. and actually I called I actually called this a while back. I uh-huh. think Pratt is going to spend a lot more time on the east coast ah. of Florida, and uh, Velasquez is going to spend the winter for sure riding from Baffert at Santa Anita. Yeah. I, I agree with I think that's the move, and it, it makes sense.
3: Now, the Ortiz brothers, one staying in New York to be close to the family, and the other one's going to be down at Gulfstream Park. Now, what what do they officially call this new uh, the? Because this is the big meet coming up, right? Starting tomorrow at Gulfstream, right? This or, is the
0: championship meet. Yeah, it's Gulfstream's championship meet that starts what on they call it, Friday. I think.
3: Now, Correct. What, what was this previous meet? Because I call it the winter meet the other day, and now obviously it's not the winter meet. But what is it like? the?
0: No, it, it's the in-between stay-away meet. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, let them practice on Tapita without our help. And <laughs> <All>
3: right, <so laughs> that's that, what I call that it. That was like the pseudo-colder meet. It used to be calder. Exactly. The, that's
0: okay. what it used to be called. All right. Meet.
3: But the big championship meets about to start. Now, um They completed that uh, pseudo-colder meet with no turf racing. They gave the turf course a break. So now they were only on the main track and the tapita footing, the synthetic footing. And uh, what is it about? Half the races were run on tapita. So uh, now it's over. Now we get to the championship meet. I know you're going to do your selections back for Gulfstream's championship meet on Friday. How are you going to handle... All of the horses that may have run on pita I mean, you know, you, you said you wanted uh, the last meat to be the guinea pig meat, your words. Right. So now how are you going to incorporate that into handicapping the big meat with horses that raced over it?
0: Well, I'm hoping that they don't run over it, to be honest with you. I was expecting them to use it for races that are rained off. You know, they get a lot of rain in in, in Florida. Yeah. So instead of scratching the field, when they moved it to the main track, the fields would scratch down to three and four horses. Uh-huh. So instead of moving it to the main track, they would move it to torpedo Track. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping they would do. And hopefully they don't card races for the torpedo Track, you know, only using it when When the race comes off the grass, that's what would make sense to
3: people. So you're hoping that they don't card any races for Topeta proper, that they use it as a backup when the rain come and they take it off the grass.
0: Yeah. Doesn't that make
3: sense? It does very much so. But, you know, we're talking about (laughs) racing here. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Uh, uh, Now, would – Another question I guess that the officials have to answer, but we could at least table it among gamblers all right so so let's say okay, um they're going to use topeda as the backup uh for the turf races during the pick six races when they transfer from the turf to the to Peta, having told everybody that that was going to be the case if they do that that would that would be the case. Before they bet the pick six, would you consider then that being an all race anyhow because it came off the turf or the, at the people were pre-warned that it was going to go to Topeda?
0: Yeah, but if you're going to be pre-warned that it's going to go to Tapita, well, then you have to add Tapita horses into your pick sixes on turf. So, all right, so it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be an automatic all. I would make it an all. You will. You're changing surfaces. Okay. I understand they say Tapita and grass are right. somewhat interchangeable. But I don't
3: buy it, not for that. Well, I could tell you one thing, Jonathan. It's guys like you and and uh, John Lindo and everybody else who has to handicap those races. That's going to be your problem because uh, we're just going to be listening exactly. to what you, what, you, what you guys do, you know? So uh, oh. you be forewarned on that, that's for sure. All right, so uh, your assessment of uh, what uh, just transpired at Del Mar, exempt of your uh, your rant already on Peter Miller. But uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good Del Mar meet, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was very good. I mean, you know, we had the Breeders' Cup, except for the what happened on that turf uh, race, for, uh, first day, the juvenile. More than that, I, other than that, I guess it was uh, smooth sailing. You know, a couple of—I uh, think JJ Hernandez won the riding title, which was a surprise beating Pratt. You
3: well, know, yeah, Pratt gonna was be Pratt. Pratt was gone on a lot of occasions, yeah, as you say, making it, making his uh, you know getting a foothold on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, but I think they had about the same amount of mounts.
3: Oh, did they? You know, okay. I think they
0: each had 70 or something like Yeah, they were within a – I thought with Pratt being away all those weekends that Hernandez would have had like 20 more mounts than him, but it, it wasn't like that. They were pretty close, I think, as far as amount of mounts. So they had the same amount of chances, and uh, congratulations to Juan Hernandez. He won the title.
3: And i, I got to say that uh, usually people almost got used to the fact that, uh, oh, Flavian Pratt had three wins today. Oh, he had uh, six, four four wins today, et cetera. But, like, uh, the last week or so, even, you know, going through the uh, Breeders' Cup, uh, not the Breeders' Cup, but the uh, uh, Turf Festival, uh, he was really, it was, like, relegated to maybe one or two wins at the most. He wasn't doing the multiples in three and fours uh, the last uh, week, week and a half, two weeks there, right?
0: And the same thing with Chad Brown. Everyone expected him to ship in and you know, and dominate. But he didn't win races. I think until the last day, he won a, maybe two. Ra- he won a couple of races, but for the most part, it was quiet for Chad. And I know he won two big races and all that. But he usually comes in and totally dominates. And that wasn't the situation. Well, I think he, a change.
3: Didn't he have to wait till Sunday to get those wins? And he yeah. won with the and he had, ver- both of
0: them were on Sunday.
3: Yeah, Verbal uh, in the C- uh, Cecil B. DeMille. And uh, Regal Glory and the Matriarch. Exactly. What a, what a oddly run race the Matriarch was. I didn't expect Regal Glory to be on the lead. And uh, walked the dog under uh, Jose Ortiz, who also rode uh, Verbal for Chad Brown on uh, Sunday. And they got the no, job everyone done.
0: Thought the summer, everyone thought the Sormo was going to leave from the rail for sure. But Mike him made it a point to say he didn't want to be on the lead, so...
3: Uh, and that, you're, talking about, uh, you're talking about Princess Grace, who went, right. went, went off like the co-favorite with Regal Glory, because Regal Glory uh, did win the race and paid 520 for that victory. So uh, the money was being distributed between Princess Grace and Regal Glory, but when Princess Grace didn't break, Regal Glory uh, took the initiative, got the lead, uh, wasn't really pressed hard, in the one-mile race, and just uh, like uh, DeSormo did on the Hollywood uh, Turf Cup a couple of days before. Exactly. Uh, On Saturday. I'm sorry, uh, in the Hollywood Derby uh, on Saturday with a 14-horse field, he gets away with walking the dog with Beyond Brilliant and goes (laughs) wire to wire at uh, 2380 for John Sheriffs. I thought that was a um, a very uh, magnificent ride, really, by DeSormo. He kind of put everybody to sleep. Kind of the same thing happened in the May track with uh, Regal Glory. just kind of sat up there, and they thought we were going to pick him off later, and didn't.
0: And Salma really had an amazing meet, because he started the meet off like oh for 20. Yeah. And then, like, his next 20 mounts he, he won like, I don't know, a third of them or more, which yeah. is, uh, you know, he was riding like he was 20 years old again, which was great, because he's a terrific rider. He is a, a Hall of Famer, and... uh he is, his head is screwed on, right? He does things good.
3: Yes, he is so talented and everything. I just hope he stays uh, the way he is now and doesn't get caught with uh, any of the demons anymore because he's, really, uh, he's really a talented writer. He's a
0: talent, Ralph. and he he's deser- a real and, talent. And
3: he deserves yeah. to, at, at this point in time in his life, to, to do that because he really is talented. We want to remember him as a great jockey and a good person, that's for sure. All right. Well, we got unusual weather here in Las Vegas. How's it oh. over there in, in New York?
0: It's it's beautiful, Ralph. It's 28 degrees. I want to thank you for telling me how great it's going to be in Vegas today. I'm, I'm happy it's <laughs> getting up to 70. Employers. 75 degrees. Thir- I I oh gotta good. go get we my may hit 35. I gotta, we gotta may go hit 35. Thank
3: you. <laughs> I gotta go back at the uh, the medicine chest and get my uh, sunblock back out. You know. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Good. All Have right. a nice day, Ralph. See yeah. to yeah. you tomorrow. <laughs> no, you no
3: no. You're staying right there because right after the break we got to make some money and we're gonna do it in Florida today. How about that? It's a deal. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
1: Horse racing fans, the Southern California Thoroughbred Racing Circuit returns to Los Alamitos Racecourse for seven action-packed days of racing. It's our winter Thoroughbred meet. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd. Post time will be 1 p.m. on weekdays and 12.30 p.m. on weekends. Five stakes races highlight the seven-day meet led by the Grade 1 Starlet on Saturday, December 4th. The two-year-old fillies will be in action in the Starlet with points on the line to the Kentucky Oaks. The Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity will be held on Saturday, December 11th, with points on the line to the Kentucky Derby. Saturday, December 11th, will also feature our popular On Track Live Money Handicapping Contest. Two birds will be up for grabs to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. Visit us on track and enjoy racing from our main grandstand or at Bergart Sports Bar. And of course, our beautiful Vessels Club is fully open both indoors and on our patio and terrace levels. The Los Alamitos Thoroughbred Meat. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd.
3: All righty, and remember, we'll have Bob Mazurski back with us reporting from Los Alamitos during their entire meet coming uh, starting on uh, Friday. I asked Bob to give us a call tomorrow and kind of set up the meet for us, so we'll be doing that, that's for sure. And uh, as far as uh, the Twin Q at Station Casinos, on Sunday, we had a carryover of 8136 bucks. That was up for grabs on Sunday in the Twin Q at Station Casinos. It featured... A couple of races at Del Mar, the fifth and the ninth races at Del Mar on Sunday. now uh the fifth race is where that uh, Peter miller horse that uh you know uh, Mr. Hardoon got all riled up about <laughs> uh with Desermo paid fifty three twenty the second horse paid six twenty, and then the second half of the twin queue was the very last race at Del Mar on the very last day of their meet on the very last day of the holiday and uh and the, the winning numbers in that were three and seven, so here's the deal: you got a seven, eight, three, seven. Those were the numbers, the winning numbers in Sunday's Twin cues, Seven, eight, three, seven, and uh, three winning tickets each paid two thousand seven hundred twelve dollars each. So they not only recovered their turkey money, but they got some Christmas money as well. Mr. Hardoon, good morning again.
0: Good morning, Ralph. And, and, by,
3: and by the way, they also uh, can, uh, you know, they can get some, uh, you know, uh, money to spend uh, for Hanukkah, too, because you got eight days of presents, don't you? Yes, we do. Yeah.
0: And the night number four is coming up. That's
3: right. right. That's right. You guys, man, eight days in a row. Wow. Cool. All right. Anyhow, the kids love it. Yeah. That's about it. The yeah. Kids love it. I'm sure. The, I'm, sure night, so. I'm sure the adults aren't enamored with it, but the kids love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Jonathan, what are you going to do for us today at Tampa Bay?
0: Okay. Let's, uh, we're going to give out two plays, Ralph. First one comes in the first race today, <clears throat> seven furlongs on the main track. And I like the number seven horse in here. Millennia's dream. This is a two-year-old gelding who has one start at Delaware Park going long. He actually ran very well that day. Uh, blinkers go on. This horse has been at Tampa for a while because he shows three works there. Gerald Bennett, who usually does terrific, uh, is the trainer. He's listed at six to one on the morning line. Draws a good outside box going seven furlongs. I like number seven, Molinia's Dream. To upset and win today's opener.
3: All right, seven furlongs. They so got a nice long run to the uh, turn. Number seven, Molina's Dream, uh, uh, at six to one on the morning line. Uh, De La Cruz. Uh, you know much about that jockey?
0: Yeah, he's uh, rides there every year, and he's one of the leading riders. So he okay. does well there, and uh, he ships to Delaware when temp is
3: closed. All right. Now here's the deal. If by any chance of lightning striking that you lose this first race <laughs> impossible can't <laughs> happen <but. laughs> then then we're going to double up on your second selection so go
0: okay seventh race today number five beta our six-year-old man from the john arnett barn hector diaz aboard to ride she's listed at seven to two on the morning line she's three for four at tampa in the past uh, this trainer does very well here. Uh, this horse is going to be forwardly placed. Last time out, breaking from the rail, throws a better uh, draw today. Again, 7-2 on the morning line. She also has worked over the track since her last race. Number five, Badar, wins today's seventh race out at Tampa.
3: You know, now, I was going to tell you, uh, I was going to stop you, but I thought, you know what, let me hear what he had to say about it anyhow, but the horse is scratched. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Yeah, well, we'll, I, just, a, we'll a, I just We'll pull thought... an audible. Okay.
0: We'll pull an audible. All Let's right. Let's go to number three, moi, which same one. Which is
3: seven number to two on the morning line, too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But probably will be less, obviously, now that with the other seven to two out. Bill yep. Mott uh, doesn't ship many to Tampa. I guess he's going to have a string there this year.
3: Looks number like that, yeah.
0: same one. Wins today's 7th race out of Tampa. Thanks for letting me go through the whole spiel. Well, you know, I, I thought,
3: I, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm looking at it as his scratch. I said, but he must have a good story to go with this horse. <laughs> Anyhow, that's seriously. When
0: we start the show, the, ra- the late scratches yeah. aren't out. I guess they came out momentarily. Uh, they so. came out during
3: the course of the show is what happened. That's uh, that's the deal. Right. So, Okay, so in the 7th race, you're audible. We double up if the first Number horse uh, miraculously doesn't uh-huh. win. Uh, We'll have number three in the seventh race. So, uh, all kidding aside, first race number seven, seventh race number three. You gave up two pieces of uh, your entire handicapping for today at uh, Tampa Bay. So, I hope the folks, uh, you know, appreciate that, and they can get the rest at your website, right?
0: J o n h a r d o o n dot
3: com. All right. Thank you,
0: Ralph. I will let you.
3: you I will let you go. That's right. Thank you, my man.
0: And enjoy the sun.
3: I will, thanks.
6: <laughs> Goodbye.
3: All right, now we go from Jonathan to John. Good morning, John Lindo.
6: Good morning, Ralph. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine, my man. So uh, Jonathan says Hernandez won the jock title at Del Mar.
6: He sure did, uh, and I heard you guys talking earlier, and the, the jockey with the most mounts during the Del Mar fall meet was Flavian Pratt. He had 83 rides had 14 wins, 20 seconds. So, you know, it wasn't his best meet. 17% win percentage is respectable, but uh, Juan Hernandez won 17 races out of 79 starts, a 22% win percentage. And so that had to be the biggest upset of the meet. He, he, he uh, upset Flavian Pratt on the square during the, the Del Mar Fall meeting.
3: All right, now, you and I were both sitting together when Peter Miller uh, got his last win for a while as a uh, listed trainer at 53.20, right in the middle of the Del Mar uh, final day uh, racing card. And um, I would imagine you heard Jonathan's little rant about that.
6: I did. And, and, you know, this is something that doesn't happen all the time, but it's not unusual either. At entry time in California, uh, trainers are required to list a jockey. You can't go with no rider like you see a lot of places around the country. Mm -hmm. So at entry time, I'm I'm guessing uh, that, Peter Miller probably had a different rider in mind, maybe a Flavian Pratt that had a call in the race. And uh, at the time of the draw, they said, well, I'm not riding your horse. He asked to name somebody, so he listed Wayne Barnett, but he also put on, uh, he listed him as an alternate. So that gives the trainer time to switch riders at, at uh, early scratch time, the day before the races are run. And at scratch time, he he had changed the rider from Wayne Barnett to Kent Desermo. So there was nothing nefarious about this. It happens no. once in a while. A lot of times, uh, you know, a rider uh, will be, they think they've got a rider at the draw, and they don't have them, so they have to name somebody, and then they'll make the adjustment. So what I do when the overnight comes out, I circle the, the names of the jocks that are alternates, and I look at scratch time to see, okay, uh, who's riding this horse? Is it still this guy? Is it somebody else? And, uh, you know, it's just another precaution we have to take as we go through the scratch process from the entry process.
3: Yeah. Now, uh, is that noted? No. On the entries, when the entries are posted on the websites, the different websites like a ALT next to it, alternate uh, for the jockey because that's important for people to understand that at at the time he just didn't pull a jockey's name out of the hat. He he's allowed to put an alternate on there, and he used that uh, that option for this. So, like you said, nothing nefarious. But uh, yeah,
6: it, it it is listed on when the official overnight comes out overnights. from the racetrack and on Equibase. Uh, for for the you know, uh, when when that overnight comes out, when, yeah. when they enter let's Sunday for Thursday or whatever it would be, and uh, you'll see in bold right after the jockey's name, ALT. Yeah. So that's where that's where the alternate will be listed. So that makes me uh, go back and check at scratch time. Did they change the jock in this or did they decide to leave this guy on or what, what's the story
3: here? Now, John, you and I were both sitting together at the time. And we had more, more than one person come up to us after the race and say, I didn't know that DeSormo was riding the horse. I mean, uh, they didn't get that information. It was well out there. It was printed on the overnight sheets. So they just they just missed it, I guess. But I looked at you, and I said, I didn't care who rode the horse. It's Peter Miller's last start as a listed trainer for a long time. It's on a day when there's a mandatory payoff in the uh, pick six. And it was like you had to, at that price you had to automatically bet Peter Miller no matter what just uh, for uh, fun and giggles right?
6: Well, yeah. Looking at the the horse's form, you know, he had gotten beaten a maiden claimer sprinting on dirt, and now you're now you're stretching out on the grass against maiden special weights. Uh, he didn't make a lot of sense to me, but you know, just if you're just going betting blind, and yeah. you and I have played a lot of tournaments, Ralph. These are the kind of horses. Well, I'll play this horse as a tournament play just because. Yeah, that's right. Why is this horse here? You know, yeah. so. Yeah, it wasn't impossible to find. That's for sure.
3: And the fact that you give him a few more added points, uh, not only as his Miller's swan song for a while, but Kent DeSorma, which was riding in a zone all weekend, you sit there and say, "Well, why not?" You know, there's there's a lot of positives going uh, against the uh, current past performances.
6: Yeah, and it's just a matter of the horse players. You know, you you've you've, you've got to do the due diligence, keep track of what what's happening, and there was nothing. Uh, shady about what happened, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, making sure you check your changes before you start playing every day.
3: Now, uh, we're wrapping up Del Mar, so Hernandez uh, got the jock standings. so what about uh, the trainers and all that other good stuff?
6: Uh, Phil D'Amato had a hot second half of the meet, he had 13 winners at the meet, so he was the leading trainer by a comfortable margin, Bob Baffert had nine, he finished second, and then you had Peter Miller with eight, he finished in in the top three. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, what about the filthies?
6: Favorites are right around thirty-four percent. I did not update it yet for for the last day, so there, it was right around the norm.
5: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I had
6: heard you and and, and John talking about Gulfstream Park too. The, mm-hmm. They did take entries for opening day Friday, and of the eleven races, uh-huh. three of them are on dirt. You've got four on the tapeta yeah. and four on the turf courses there. So. Uh, they are. It looks like they're going to use the Tapita as a regular portion of their racing programs, which uh, I'm not a fan of because I don't have, like John, I don't have the data for these horses yet. Yeah, and so that that's going to limit what I do there until I have a, an idea of how to play that Tapita track down there.
3: Yeah, no kidding. I'll, I'll bet you John's pulling his hair out with that uh, with that piece of information. That's for sure. We got a lot of uh, race tracks uh, doing the turnover right now. Uh, you know, we're going to get to Los Al on Friday, uh, but. Uh, Gulfstream Park's championship meet starts on Friday, as you noted with the entries there. And then a couple of tracks that we can't bet because of the uh, ongoing dispute with the Churchill Downs and not only the tracks that they own, but the tracks that they represent in negotiating for simulcasting include Oaklawn Park that starts on Friday, which is going to be a big hurt, and uh, Turfway Park on Thursday.
6: Yeah, you know, and luckily in California we can play those tracks. I'm, I'm looking forward to Oakland Park. We're going to see a lot of guys that uh, we know from California. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, trainer Phil D'Amato is sending a, a, a group of horses down there. Uh, Peter Miller has hired an assistant, uh, Rene Amescu. who used to train in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And he'll be uh, heading up a, a, a string of horses from the Peter Miller stable out there. Uh, you've got Giovanni Franco and Tiago Pereira that'll join the jockey colony for this meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel Rosario will be based at Oakland Park during the wintertime. So, a lot of familiar names for California horse players. So, it's a signal that uh, I really hope that they can get this deal done for Nevada because uh, with so many California horse players coming over there, I think it's a natural fit for those guys.
3: Not to mention there's uh, little rumors uh, swirling around here in Las Vegas. And, of course, they are rumors, so it could be fake news. But uh, somebody somewhere along the line has given us information. At least they're talking about getting this thing settled. Who knows? Maybe it'll it'll be a nice Christmas gift for the racing fans, won't it?
6: Yeah, let's get it done.
3: Yeah. Come on. Think of the racing fans for once, okay? All right, we'll be back to wrap it up. Don't go away. Horse racing fans,
1: the Southern California Thoroughbred Racing Circuit returns to Los Alamitos Racecourse for seven action-packed days of racing. It's our winter thoroughbred meet. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd. Post time will be 1 p.m. on weekdays and 12.30 p.m. on weekends. Five stakes races highlight the seven-day meet led by the Grade 1 Starlet on Saturday, December 4th. The two-year-old fillies will be in action in the Starlet with points on the line to the Kentucky Oaks. The Grade Two Los Alamitos Futurity will be held on Saturday, December 11th with points on the line to the Kentucky Derby. Saturday, December 11th will also feature our popular On Track Live Money Handicapping Contest. Two birds will be up for grabs to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. Visit us on track and enjoy racing from our main grandstand or at Bergart Sports Bar. And of course, our beautiful Vessels Club is fully open both indoors and on our patio and terrace levels. The Los Alamitos Thoroughbred
4: Meat. Opening day is Friday, December 3rd. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer.
0: The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
3: All right, we're going to put the finishing touches on this Wednesday show. Uh, Jerry, in transit back to uh, Las Vegas after spending uh, Thanksgiving in New York. And and John, I know that you spent Thanksgiving here. Pretty, uh, We have uh, pretty uh, much uh, a lot of things to do here in Las Vegas, don't we?
6: It's unbelievable and you guys aren't done yet you've got the uh, the football game the, yeah. the pac-12 championship on friday i mean all the great basketball you guys had going on out there yep. it's, it's a huge sports town it really is
3: yeah and i and uh, you know you mix in all of the uh, uh, great uh, hotels and, and the complexes that we have out here it really is something and as long as we keep a cap on uh, this uh, uh, this uh, virus we will be okay Couple of quick uh, questions to you before I let you get. Woo, geez, uh, we got about uh, twenty seconds. Uh, Velasquez coming to California.
6: He will ride uh, the beginning of the meet, probably through until the start of Keeneland. Where he'll probably go back there, but Johnny Velasquez will be the representative for tra- uh, agent Ron Anderson in California.
3: And uh, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, like I said, like you said, first call for uh, Mr. Uh, Baffert. Probably the main reason why he's coming out. And we'll wait and see if uh, the thing gets settled. So his horses, his two year olds turning three at the beginning of the year, will get some uh, Kentucky Derby points. We'll wait and see about that as well as that thing goes on and on and on. What's not yeah, going on and, on and on and on is this show. And since Jerry is here, you beat a guy, so go ahead and tell him.
6: Have a great race day, everybody.